All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy. I can't believe that you said that. I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you said that. I cannot believe you said that. It's pretty obvious how I feel depending on how I say it, right? Faster, higher pitch, louder, or longer pauses between the words. You can listen to someone and pretty quickly calculate their intention, their emotions, their mood. I would talk fast enough that, you know, people would have to be like, whoa, slow down. I would jump from subject to subject. For Amber Smith, her voice is a symptom, an indicator of an illness. Amber is bipolar, and when she's high or up, as she calls it, people who know her well, they can hear it in her voice, especially her boyfriend. He says, okay, I'm having trouble following you. Can you take a deep breath? (laughs) But usually by then, Amber's mania has started to kick in. And sometimes it can feel pretty good. A lot of people like the highs, and the highs can be good. It can also be kind of nice to have a lot of energy and to get a big project underway. Bipolar disorder is also sometimes called manic depression. And in Amber's case, she's kind of lucky. Her mania doesn't turn into a psychosis. But before she was diagnosed and put on medication, her high could escalate into massive spending sprees on clothes and video games. She could be up sleepless for nights on end. And of course, bipolar has the flip side. What goes up must come down. And Amber's downs were really rock bottom. Like a black pit. Just despair. I just didn't want to live anymore. I'd been struggling with suicidal thoughts throughout my years, did try to take pills and overdose twice. Once I actually had to be put on life support. So I'm very, very grateful to the doctors who saved my lives, to my little sister who found me and called the ambulance. It's really tough. Yeah. I'm Anoush Samarodi, and this is New Tech City from WNYC, the podcast about how technology is changing us as people. Today, the first of two episodes about our voices. Whoa, slow down. Suicidal thoughts. And new ways of digitally listening to what comes out of our mouths. People like the highs. Just didn't want to live anymore. This first episode is about how learning more about our voices could help people who struggle, like Amber. How psychiatric research with a technological bent could help people maintain their mental health. Like I said, Amber manages her bipolar disorder with medication now. It's so much better. (laughs) Things are good. She lives with her boyfriend. She's getting her master's in social work at the University of Michigan. She's got a summer internship. 
But it's not like a bipolar disorder just kind of goes away. The medication helps me with quite a few things, but it's not magic either. It can't, like, completely fix me or cure me. I still have bipolar and I still struggle sometimes. So last year, Amber agreed to help test out a brand new strategy for managing her moods. She agreed to use a cell phone with an experimental University of Michigan app installed on it. The software listens and analyzes Amber's voice every time she makes a call. Amber barely even notices it running in the background of her phone anymore. There's a teeny little U of M symbol up at the top by like the battery and stuff like that. And that's it. You don't hear it. It doesn't interfere with any of your daily life. You don't have to start it. It starts on its own. It's always just kind of there. But no one ever listens to the content of Amber's conversations. It's not like they want to know that she's headed for the grocery store or that she's dropping off the dog at the vet. It records how Amber sounds. It then gets encrypted, analyzed, and the results are sent to this man. So my name is Melvin McInnes. Dr. Melvin McInnes specializes in bipolar disorder. And I am here at the University of Michigan Medical School. McGinnis started out studying the genetics of the disease, but then he got really interested in studying how the illness behaves over time, like whether the mood cycles have patterns and... How we can predict when an episode, either of mania or depression is down the road or is coming up. So if eyes are the windows to the soul, then stick with me here. The voice is like a keyhole to the brain. The way that an individual speaks, the nature of their voice, the content of what they're saying and the way they say it, has been a component of medical examinations um, for a very long time. McGinnis says psychiatrists always take careful note of how a patient speaks and sounds. They will take note of how they use words. They'll take note of uh, the intonation and the, you know, the rate, the rhythm, and the volume of the speech. The nature and acoustics of how we talk are some of biology's best indicators. How could physicians take better advantage of it, McGinnis wondered. Then he and his team had an idea. So when we were thinking about that, then we thought, well, is there a way that we could use the emerging technology and determine whether there are features either of the energy, of the intonation, to see if there's something that starts happening in advance of the episode? In advance of an episode. Before that moment that a bipolar patient goes up or down. Now that could be a major breakthrough for managing the disease. Coming up on New Tech City, who does a psychiatrist with an idea for a medical invention turn to? And all the different clues that your voice can give the minute it leaves your mouth. That's coming up next on New Tech City. We're back. I'm Anoush Zamarodi, and this is New Tech City. And so far, we talked to Amber about her bipolar disorder. Sometimes it's hard to tell your therapist or somebody that you're feeling off when you're feeling low, because if you're thinking of ending your life, you don't want them to to stop you. <laughs> and we spoke to her doctor. Melvin McInnes. He had the idea of monitoring a person's voice for signs that they were about to have a bipolar episode, that they were going to go up or down. So Dr. McInnes took a walk across the University of Michigan campus 
to the College of Engineering and the office of this woman, Emily Maurer Provost. It's actually M-O-W-E-R, Provost. (laughs) Professor Provost specializes in computer-human interface. And that's the beauty of doing research these days. It can get interdisciplinary real quick. Look, don't yawn. This is super exciting. Medical or any kind of research can get a power boost from computer scientists. They can make a researcher's wish for more information come true. In this case, Provost's team came up with the idea of a user-friendly app, the one that's installed on Amber's phone, that records her voice and stores it, well, as data points. Lots of them. The speech is incredibly rich. It encodes so much of our behavior. It encodes information about our gender, about our age, about our identity, about our emotion, and in this case, importantly, also about our mood. And all that encoding, well... Dr. Provost had to find a way to parse it, to pull out what predicts a mood swing, because how a voice changes is different for each of us. And Professor Provost found dozens of ways to measure those changes, 51 different ways to be exact. One of the most important features that we found is something called voice activity detection. How much speech is present in a call. Pitch variation. This 51-dimensional vector. Support vector machines. This kind of joint expression is an expression of mania. 51 features. One of the features that we use is zero crossing rate. The speed at which someone is speaking. Incredibly complex, separating what's called hyperplane. Or depressive or euthymic. Okay, so it's kind of technical, but basically all this voice data gets turned into a bunch of variables. And over time, the researchers can test for correlations. When you get angry, for instance, the shape that your face and your neck make, well, that changes the way that your voice comes out. Maybe a little squeakier. I really do not talk like that. I'm getting pretty tired of you guys constantly saying that's true. Elliot, sweetie, nobody but me can understand you. That example is from the sitcom Scrubs, but that is the actual example that we got from Professor Provost. She said that it's a good, if slightly exaggerated, example of how a mood shift can be very easily detected in a voice. Other ones are more subtle. Okay, so here's a healthy glottal throat sound. (laughs) And here's a harsh one from a more constricted vocal tract. So Emily Maurer Provost pumps 51 of these types of variables into her calculations, and she figures out what normal sounds like for an individual. And then she checks which of the variables, or which combinations of variables, correlate with a manic episode or a depressive episode, so that her app could then sound the early alarm. So the hypothesis is that there would be some changes that would occur in the way the individual is speaking at a time period where they still have the insight. Psychiatrist Melvin McGinnis, her collaborator, says that in theory, they could catch the patient before he's in the depths of despair or in full-fledged mania and has decided to paint every single room in the house in one single night or go out and buy 10 minivans in a rainbow of colors. Because Dr. McGinnis's patients tell him that once they start to go up, the hypomanic phase, as it's called, it's already too late. When she's well, I said, listen, doctor, there's the last thing that I want to have happen is having another manic episode. However, when I get into that intermediate phase, the hypomanic phase that leads to the mania, I am out of control, even though I say everything's great and I do not want to have any treatment. I'm just feeling so good. It's intoxicating like you wouldn't believe. Right now, the bipolar app is just in the research phase. It's being used by a handful of patients, like Amber. 
The next step is to get dozens of patients using the app and feeding the software more data so it can get faster and better at analyzing voices, a full-scale clinical trial. And the researchers hope that the same technology could eventually help manage other mental illnesses like schizophrenia, PTSD, Parkinson's. If they prove the technology works, the researchers will then have to figure out the best way to alert a doctor and his or her patient that something is up that something is coming down the road and they need to watch out, maybe even increase the dosage, maybe make an extra appointment, or maybe just a well-timed phone call. That could make all the difference before things get just just too crazy. That's what our friend from earlier, Amber, says. If they could have caught those times before they even happened and I could have gotten more help and more support than... I did. I wouldn't have had to declare bankruptcy because of the hospital bills. Um, <laughs> if my sister hadn't found me in time, I think this this research could be could literally save lives. Okay, so next week, episode two about our voices. This time it's going to be analyzing our voices not to save lives. Thank you, Sprint. You've been very helpful. I'm definitely going to be a customer of yours. Analyzing how we talk to save a business's bottom line to sell us stuff. That's next week on New Tech City from WNYC. You can make sure you don't miss our next episode by taking just a second to hit the subscribe button on newtechcity.org or on iTunes or TuneIn Radio or Stitcher wherever you like to listen. A big, big thank you to Melvin McInnes, Emily Maurer Provost, and especially Amber Smith for sharing her story. And we want to hear your stories. Drop us a line with any sort of tidbit about how technology is changing your life or your family or your community. We would really love to hear it. We're at newtechcity at wnyc.org. I'm Manoush Samarodi. Thank you so much for listening to New Tech City. can't believe you said that. I can't believe that you said that to me. Why did you say it like that? It hurt my dignity. Well, okay. Was that enough? I guess so.